0: Hello, church, and welcome to the FUMC Borough Podcast. This is Ben Shaw, the Director of Modern Worship and Media here at the church. This week, Drew Shelley, our senior pastor, is going to be bringing a sermon entitled, Christmas! Beware! It's coming from the book of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37, and is our first week in our new Advent series. We appreciate you joining us here on the podcast, We would also love for you to join us this coming Sunday at 8.30 a.m. for modern worship or 10.30 a.m. for traditional worship. Both of those services are offered virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube, or in person. Head on over to fumcm.org for more information about our safety protocols if you choose to join us in person. We are so glad that you have chosen to be in ministry here with us at First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we pray that we can all live into our mission of growing disciples of Jesus Christ who know Him, love Him, and serve Him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world.
1: Our gospel lesson this morning, the first Sunday of Advent, is Mark chapter 13 verses 14 through 37. Let's pray together before we hear the word of God. O oh Lord, we give you thanks for this day of Advent, this gift of worship, for the privilege of opening your scriptures and hearing from you, hearing your voice. Open our hearts and minds to what you say to us this day. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let us hear the word of God. Jesus said this, but when you see the desolating sacrilege set up where it ought not to be, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains "'The one on the housetop must not go down "'or into the house or take anything away. "'The one in the field must not turn back to get a coat. "'Woe to those who are pregnant "'and to those who are nursing infants in those days. "'Pray that that it may not be in the winter, "'for in those days there will be suffering "'such as not been from the beginning of the creation "'that God created until now. "'No, and never will be. "'And if the Lord has not cut short those days, "'no one would be saved.'" But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he has cut short those days. And if anyone says to you at this time, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But be alert. Be alert. I have already told you everything. But in those days, after that suffering As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or for else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so we say, thanks be to God. Do any of you know about those uh, professional family Christmas photos that happen? I think someone in every family oversees making sure that we get these things. They must be perfect. We want to portray the beauty and perfection of a joyful Christmas season. We coordinate colors and outfits and gather up our people, bring in a photographer. Sometimes Santa is involved. We're capturing memories, aren't we? Each picture is a treasure. A Momo might even have it printed on a canvas by Shutterfly, but The day of the actual picture taking is never quite as good as the picture, is it? There's kind of a hidden truth behind most of these images. Sometimes our hidden truth is funny. Sometimes it's not all that funny and it hurts to be confronted with it. It's unsettling at a deep level. Our scripture today is very Unsettling, especially as we get into the Advent and Christmas groove. I mean, I've had the Time Life Christmas Treasury going since my birthday at the end of October. Our house is all decorated. We're in full Christmas mode. I've got pine-scented candles, and I'm wearing Christmas socks right now as I record this. I don't want to read about sun darkened, moon not giving light, woe to the pregnant women and those nursing babies. Goodness gracious, Lord have mercy. Can I pick a different scripture for today, something that's a little more Christmassy? Truth is, Advent always begins with this stuff. Some call it Mark's little apocalypse. It doesn't seem too little to me. It's just plain scary. There's suffering and false messiahs and confusion and the fig tree that Jesus cursed a few chapters back. And and then here comes Jesus riding in the clouds. Can you hear the trumpet blowing? I am all for Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Uh, But if this doesn't make you tremble in your boots just a little bit why maybe you haven't read enough scripture, I don't think any of us will quote much from this one on our Christmas cards. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake for you do not know. This is very clearly an apocalyptic word from Jesus. Its purpose is not to scare, but to remind the reader that in Jesus, God is doing something with world-changing meaning. Mark pulls from all the great ones in this, Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah. Jesus offers a word of encouragement in the early part of the first century to the church under heavy external oppression in the latter part of the first century. He affixes uh, signs so that you know when to watch. It is a message, a timely message, which the church must interpret in every place and time. It starts with the desolating sacrilege. Is the desolating sacrilege Antiochus Epiphanes in 187 BC, slaughtering a hog on the altar in the temple? Or is it Pompey in 63 BC? Or is it Caligula the emperor and all his wickedness? Or is it Nero burning Christians at the stake for light for his evening parties? Or is it the Romans just 37 years after Jesus when they destroy the temple? That's the one Mark's first readers would have known. Or is it the great split of the church in the year 1054? Or is it the wicked popes of the Middle Ages? Or is it the rise of Hitler on the backs of a complicit church? Or is it the ugliness of racism that long ago situated itself upon the altars of our churches? Or is it the politics of 2020 the devil's own tool to divide God's people into little camps around false messiahs so they shoot arrows at each other until everybody's dead or at least until God's mission is stalled out by infighting and foolish controversies. That's how apocalyptic literature works. It fits, it always fits no matter the time. The important thing is the lesson drawn from the unsettledness that it brings even at Christmas time. This time before Christmas, the Advent season, is a time of preparation. Not only a time to prepare the house or the sanctuary or the Christmas lights, but also to prepare ourselves for the birth of God with us, Jesus Emmanuel. We wonder what the preparation looks like. What should it look like? We think about the early church reading the words of Mark's gospel before the ink was even dry. They heard Jesus' words in the midst of the broken pieces of a church under the thumb of the Roman Empire, people risking life and limb to gather and pray and worship and serve and wait for Jesus, whom they all thought was coming right back. These were the people struggling with the promises of faith in Jesus, which seemed not to come the deliverance, the overthrow of Rome, the fulfilling of all the prophecies restoring us to power and influence. Instead, they had followed Jesus down in the dirt with the common folk. They had become the least of these. Yet still they trusted and prayed and worshiped and looked for God's hand to move while the broken pieces of reality laughed at the image of the future they thought was coming. The sun was darkened, the moon did not give its light, the stars were falling and the powers of heaven were shaken. Jesus says, then you will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Jesus says, watch that old fig tree, just like you know it's summer when the leaves sprout, so it is that you know when these things start to happen, I am near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, your generation will not pass away until you see how this really works. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away, says Jesus. I wonder if our Advent preparation might look like the welcome embrace of the broken pieces of our reality this year. I wonder if we might let down our guard and quit pretending all is well, quit presenting that image of perfection to which so many of us are addicted, quit feeling guilty that everything did not turn out just like we thought it would. I wonder if we might hear Jesus clearly saying, keep alert, keep watch, keep awake for you never know the day or the hour when you will see what God is really doing in Jesus. The truth is, if we do this, we will encounter Jesus on a daily basis in the broken pieces of life, down in the dirt with the common folk, as the family of the least of these That is what sustained the early church under heavy external oppression, the promise of God with us, Emmanuel, the very thing which defines Christmas. Now, I wonder what sustains the church of today, which labors under heavy self-inflicted oppression, the lure of political power and influence the siren song of self-dependence, the fear of the other, the false Messiah of having all the right answers and the temptation to create our own easy, non-controversial Jesus who never, ever, ever rocks the boat. Maybe, just maybe, the picture we, the church, need to send on our Christmas card to the world is this one, the real one. Maybe if we shared a little more of the broken pieces of life with those around us, we'd all meet Jesus, the real one. The one who is God with us no matter what. God with us doing a beautiful new thing that's always surprising us with when, where, how, and who. Maybe this Christmas, we will be brave enough to be unsettled by the notion that God invites us down in the dirt with the common folk to walk with the least of these as beloved sisters and brothers, not just people we get to help, to be real with God and with each other. Maybe this is the Christmas we risk welcoming the real Jesus into our hearts instead of the safe one on the Christmas card. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may the people of God say, Amen.